He knows his stuff and sure enough it's shooting the bull with Tom Snow. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Shooting the Bull with Tom Snow. I'm your host Tom Snow and today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Today we're going to be talking about uh, a topic I've been wanting to talk about for a while. It's about Ben Franklin's drinking club, which he called the Junto. Alright, so it's not about military history, it's something a little bit different, but I think you guys will find this very educational and very entertaining. So let's get into it. Alright, so when Ben Franklin was a young man, he organized a club of like-minded individuals who sought to improve not only themselves, but also their community. The club was called the Junto, J-U-N-T-O, and it met every Friday night at a tavern, usually over a few drinks. While this may sound like a fraternity, Franklin's Junto actually helped establish many important civil projects in Philadelphia. In this episode, we will discuss three things. The story behind the Junto, some of the more important members of the Junto, and some of the civil projects that they accomplished over a few rounds of beer. So how did the Junto get started? Well, it all started when Ben Franklin came to Philadelphia in 1723 at the age of 26. Franklin was born in Boston, where he apprenticed as a printer under his older brother. His older brother was very abusive, so Franklin hopped on a ship and eventually landed in Philadelphia. Philadelphia was a relatively new city when Franklin arrived, having been founded by William Penn less than 50 years before. So Franklin wasted no time founding his own printing company, the Pennsylvania Gazette, shortly after his arrival. Now, Franklin was a very outgoing man and really connected with many of the people he did business with. Many of these people were young men in similar situations as himself, that being self-made artisans and entrepreneurs. Being the ingenuitive guy he was, Franklin decided to invite many of these friends and colleagues to form a social club. The social club was modeled after English coffeehouse clubs of the time and discussed current events. So Franklin added his own twist to his club of self-made men and included conversations of self and community improvements. He named this club the Junto, which is loosely based off the Spanish word for assembly. So how did the Junto work? So according to Franklin, the Junto originally consisted of only 12 members and grew over time. So many of these members were working class men with intellectual interests that went way beyond their occupations. Here's some examples. Thomas Godfrey was a glassmaker as well as a self-taught mathematician and astronomer. He invented a popular navigating instrument known as an octant. Another member, Nicholas Skull, was a shoemaker who also studied astrology. Joseph Brantnall was a secretary who, who was also passionate about natural science and wrote poetry on the side. My personal favorite man in the, hunto, in the Junto was a guy named Philip Singh Jr. Philip Singh Jr. immigrated from Ireland to Philadelphia and became a silversmith. He would eventually become the city's most prominent silversmith and made the silver ink jar that the founders used to sign both the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. So the Junto would meet every Friday evening for two hours. They originally met at a tavern and eventually they moved to one of the members' house. So they would drink and discuss certain topics and events amongst themselves. 
So Franklin had a few rules for his members. The first rule was that each member had to come to the meeting with something to talk about. The second rule was that every three months, each member had to write an essay on a topic of his own choosing and read it out loud to his fellow members. The last and probably the most important rule was that debates were to be friendly, as Franklin believed the goal of the debate was to learn the other person's point of view, as opposed to simply just winning an argument. So Franklin always led each meeting by asking a series of 24 questions. A few prominent examples include, what new story have you lately heard agreeable for telling in conversation? Has any citizen in your knowledge failed in his business lately and what have you heard was the cause? Have you or any of your acquaintances been lately sick or wounded? If so, what remedies were used and what were the effects? Last but not least, do you think of anything at present in which the gentle may be serviceable to mankind, to their country, to their friends, or to themselves? So let's talk about some of the things that the gentle actually started. So one of the things that gentle members really liked to discuss were books, and books were very rare in the 13 colonies at that point. So the gentle decided to form their own library composed of books that they either owned and were willing to share with each other. From there, they got the idea to start their own lending library, which had not existed anywhere in the 13 colonies up until that point. So Franklin and his gentle members donated many of their own books and bought several others from England. Perhaps the biggest donor was a man named James Logan, who was acting governor of Pennsylvania and a close friend of Franklin and many other members of the Junto. So the final product was something called the Library Company of Philadelphia. This was the, a subscription library, which meant um, a member had to pay a fee that would go towards buying new books from England. The library company is still in use today and was the first library of any kind to be established in the present day United States. So Franklin's library company was a huge success and it prompted the Junto members to start other civil projects. One of these projects was the Union Fire Company, the first volunteer fire department in Philadelphia. This was not the first fire department in the 13 colonies. That honor goes to the Mutual Fire Society in Boston. Unlike its Boston counterpart, however, the Franklin's Fire Company was established to protect the entire community from fires, while the Boston Fire Company only protected the houses of its members. The members of Franklin's Fire Company, who, many of whom were also members of his Junto Club, agreed to purchase six buckets and two bags, which they would bring to any fire. The bags were used to um, salvage any valuable property and prevent them from being stolen. So the fire company was given the informal nickname of Franklin's Bucket Brigade. The members of Franklin's Bucket, Brig Bucket Brigade agreed to meet eight times a year, with each member promising to pay a small fee if he was late or missed a meeting. So that fee was used to purchase new fire equipment. Now Franklin's fire company was the first of its kind in North America and was the foundation of the Philadelphia Fire Department. So Franklin and another gentle member, Dr. Thomas Bond, established the Pennsylvania Hospital in 1751. The Pennsylvania Hospital was the first hospital of any kind in the 13 colonies. It was funded by donations from the Junto and other wealthy Philadelphians to ensure that the hospital 
would be free of cost to anyone who needed it. Dr. Bond also trained many young doctors at his hospital, making it the first teaching hospital in America. What he would do, he would frequently lecture his apprentices at the bedside of his patients, which I'm sure was super annoying if you were sick or wounded. The Pennsylvania Hospital became the foundation of Penn Medicine, one of the oldest and most prominent health systems in the country. So Franklin and his gentle members also wanted to establish a place where young men could get a college education in the city. There were a handful of colleges in the colonies, like Harvard, Yale, or William & Mary, but only a select few could go to these schools. Others could go to college in England, but that cost money. There can be no doubt this topic was a very important topic to the Junto, since many of the members were amateur intellectuals who could not get the educational opportunities that they probably deserved. So these discussions eventually resulted in the founding of the College of Philadelphia, the first college in Pennsylvania. The College of Philadelphia eventually became the University of Pennsylvania. Franklin is credited for founding the University of Pennsylvania, but it was really a group effort by the entire Junto, many of whom donated money or served as early trustees. So let's look at a few other projects that the Junto established. So in 1752, Franklin and his colleagues founded the Philadelphia Contribution Ship, which was the first insurance company in the 13 colonies. The Junto also encouraged Franklin to use his printing press to print paper money, which was instrumental in curving deflation in both Pennsylvania and some of her neighboring colonies. The Junto was also responsible for starting the Pennsylvania Militia in the 1750s. Pennsylvania was originally a Quaker colony, and since Quakers were pacifists, it was the only colony not to have a militia. This became problematic when French and Native Americans began attacking English settlers in western Pennsylvania. So Franklin started a volunteer militia regiment known as the Pennsylvania Associators. Since the Pennsylvania government refused to fund the Associators, Franklin had to raise funds for equipment. As you can probably guess, his fellow Junto members were among the first and most significant donors. So by 1743, Franklin's Junto Club had grown substantially and included intellectual people from all over the colonies. At the age of 37, Franklin realized it was time to turn his Friday night drinking club into something a little more sophisticated. As a result, the Junto evolved into the American Philosophical Society, which, still, which is still around today. The, the Philosophical Society held its meetings in the Philosophical Hall, which is now a museum right next to Independence Hall. Members of that society included Ben Franklin, George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, Alexander Hamilton, James Madison, and the Marquis de Lafayette. Future members included Charles Darwin, Louis Pasteur, and Thomas Edison. The American Philosophical Society made some pretty important contributions of itse for itself. It started a project that resulted in a dam being built to connect the Delaware River to the Chesapeake Bay. The Society also studied specimens brought back from the Lewis and Clark expedition, and many documents and objects from the journey are still housed in the Society's museum in Philadelphia. So that basically, basically concludes this episode, so let's take a look at a few key takeaways. So as a young man in his 20s, Ben Franklin started a social club that met every Friday night to drink and discuss ways to improve society. 
These discussions prompted Franklin and his friends to establish many important civic projects. This included the first hospital, library, insurance company, and community fire department in America, as well as what would eventually become the University of Pennsylvania. Franklin usually gets full credit for developing all of these things, and while Franklin did start the club, he probably would not have accomplished any of these projects without the help of his drinking buddies. It is also very important to note that most of the members of the junta were not well-educated noblemen. They were ordinary people with a variety of working-class jobs, including a silversmith, a shoemaker, a merchant, and in Franklin's case, a printer. But despite their humble standings in society, these men challenged themselves to pursue their interests while simultaneously improving themselves and their community. And that is what I think is the most important lesson to be taken away from this episode. And a few personal connections that I have with the Junto, I was not a member of the Junto, but um, I am a tour guide at Christ Church Burial Ground, where Ben Franklin and many of the other Junto members are laid to rest. Since 2018, I've also been a part-time tour guide at a place called Stenton, which was the home of a man named James Logan. So Logan was not really a Junto member, but he was kind of helped them raise money for some of their projects especially with the Philadelphia, with the, um, the, the library company of Philadelphia. In two weeks, I'll be starting a full-time position at Penn Medicine, and that can trace its roots to the Pennsylvania Hospital and the University of Pennsylvania. I've also visited the library company and the American Philosophical Society in grad school, and I highly recommend each of them to you. And last but not least, if you ever visit Independence Hall on a field trip, Look out for the silver ink jar made by Philip Singh Jr. that the founders used to sign both the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. And that's the end of this episode. I hope you guys have a good week and catch me next time for Shooting the Bull with Tom Snow. He knows his stuff and sure enough it's shooting the bull.